of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. It's a, a great joy and a blessing to see all of you this morning as we continue to celebrate the resurrection of our Savior from the dead. Uh, and today is the Sunday, the first Sunday after the resurrection, which is known as Thomas Sunday. And this day actually is its own separate feast in the church with its own hymns and its own rite. Uh, it is one of the minor feasts of the Lord uh, that we celebrate today. And our focus in this period in general is, of course, on the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you heard today, the gospel reading came from the gospel according to St. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. And it te teaches us that our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same day of his resurrection, he appeared to the pure disciples in the upper room in the evening, and he said to them, Peace be to you. And the Lord showed them his hands and his feet, and the disciples who were there believed, and they were glad. But St. Thomas was not present at this encounter. And when he returned and the disciples told him that the Lord had risen and had appeared to them, he did not believe. But instead, he asked to see proof of the Lord's resurrection. And so after eight days from this first encounter, the Lord appeared again and he fulfilled St. Thomas's desire. And even though the disciples were in a locked room, they found our Lord standing in the midst. And he said to them again, Peace be with you. And our Lord then told St. Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here, put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And St. Thomas then responded with faith and exclaimed, My Lord and my God. And we see, therefore, from this reading today, why St. Thomas is sometimes referred to as doubting Thomas. He was slower than the other disciples in believing and accepting the truth of our Savior's resurrection from the dead. He refused to accept the testimony of the other disciples. He demanded instead to see visual and tangible proof. And with God's grace this morning, I would like to speak to you about St. Thomas and the different levels of understanding and faith among the believers of Christ. In today's gospel reading, we learn that everyone has a different level of understanding, a different level among a faith, even among the saints. And this is an important lesson for us today because we are called, of course, to serve others. We are called to serve others. And the gospel today teaches us how we must be sensitive to the different levels of understanding and faith in the people whom we serve. And this lesson is very clear in the 40 days that our Lord spent on earth after his resurrection, before he ascended with glory into the heavens. If you look at what our Lord did during these days, you will see that he dealt with different people in different ways, and that he reached them with the good news of the resurrection in the way they needed. It wasn't the same way for everyone, but it was in the way that each person needed. But the ultimate goal of our Lord's appearances was the same. Our Lord wanted people to believe in him 
and to believe in the power of his resurrection from the dead. He wanted them to know him, but the methods that our Lord used to accomplish this goal, they were different. So consider, for example, how our Lord interacted with his pure disciples after his resurrection. Last week on the feast in the gospel for the feast of the resurrection, we heard how early Sunday morning, St. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb of our Lord and found that the stone had been rolled away. When she saw this, she did not yet believe in our Lord's resurrection, but instead she ran to the disciples to alert them that someone had taken the body of the Lord away. And so at this stage, St. Mary Magdalene, when she saw the open tomb and the body missing, she did not yet believe in the resurrection of our Lord. Saints Peter and John, they immediately arose and they ran to the tomb after they heard from St. Mary Magdalene. And we are told in the gospel that St. John ran faster than St. Peter. And even though St. John ran faster, when he arrived at the tomb, he was not brave enough to go in immediately. So St. John arrived first, but did not go in. St. Peter, even though he was slower than St. John, he immediately went inside the tomb, and he was the first to see the burial clothes and the handkerchief lying on its own. But St. Peter, even though he saw this inside the tomb, he did not fully believe. The Gospel account of St. Luke tells us that he left the tomb wondering what had happened. He was still wondering what had happened. So St. Peter was slower to the tomb. He was the first to enter, the first to see the burial clothes. But nevertheless, he did not fully believe right away. St. John, however, as we know, he arrived at the tomb first but he was the second to go inside after St. Peter. But when he saw the burial clothes, St. John immediately believed in the resurrection. Even though he did not see Christ himself, he only saw the clothes, but he immediately believed in the resurrection. And so St. John was the first to arrive at the tomb, the second to actually enter and see the burial clothes, and the first to believe in the resurrection. And so we see even in these three, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Peter, and St. John, we see the different levels of understanding and faith among them. And we also observe, by the way, that the two disciples, Saints Peter and John, did not see any angels at the tomb when they arrived. It was St. Mary Magdalene, after she returned to the tomb later, and the myrrh-bearing women, the women who carried the myrrh and the spices to anoint the Lord's body, they are the ones who saw the two angels, one at the head and the other at the foot where our Lord's body had been. They are the ones who saw the angel. St. Mary Magdalene stood before the tomb weeping for someone she thought was dead, and even when the Lord appeared to her later, she did not understand at first. She thought he was the gardener. But when our Lord addressed her by name, then she recognized him as the risen Lord. So again, St. Mary Magdalene was the first person to reach the tomb, 
But she did not believe until the Lord had called her by name and led her to recognize him. Even though she saw angels, even though she went to the tomb twice, she still was not believing until the Lord addressed her by name. Our Lord did not only appear to St. Mary Magdalene and the disciples in Jerusalem, but he also appeared to two of the apostles as they were traveling on the road to a town called Emmaus. Our Lord appeared to them, and he didn't only appear to them, but he also spoke to them. And he didn't all only speak to them, but he gave them the greatest Bible study ever. He spoke to them about the Old Testament prophecies and how it had to culminate in the resurrection of the Lord. Uh, but despite all of this, they did not recognize him. They thought that he was a misinformed stranger. They were captivated by his words concerning scripture, but in the end, they did not believe. It was only when they sat together and they celebrated the Eucharist and he gave them Holy Communion that they recognized him as the risen Lord. It was only when the Lord took bread and blessed it and broke and gave it that they could recognize him as the risen Lord. And so we see that once the Lord gave them the mystery of the Eucharist and they partook, their eyes were opened and they had a new level of understanding, a new level of faith. So again, just comparing all of these characters who, to whom the Lord appeared immediately after his resurrection, these two disciples never saw the tomb. They did not go to the tomb. They did not see any angels. They did not see the burial clothes, but rather they saw the Lord himself. And like St. Mary Magdalene, even though they spent a good time with the risen Lord, they still did not believe until they were given the Lord's body, until they were given the Eucharist, and then their eyes were open. So in all of these stories, hopefully by now, we see how even the holy disciples needed to be enlightened at different times and in different ways to come to the faith and the knowledge of the resurrection of our Lord. The disciples on the road to Emmaus needed the Eucharist. St. Mary Magdalene needed to hear the Lord's voice after seeing the angels in the open tomb. St. Peter needed to see the Lord himself as he would later see him and believe. Um, and St. John only needed to see the open tomb and the burial clothes in order to believe in the resurrection. He is the one who truly believed without seeing much. He only saw the open tomb and the burial clothes. And this brings us to St. Thomas, uh, after whom this Sunday is named. St. Thomas did not believe even what the holy disciples told him. St. Thomas needed to see the Lord himself, and not only to see the Lord, but also to see the wounds and to touch the wounds on his body. And so St. Thomas was the last to fully believe in the resurrection, but he is the first to do something remarkable. Even though he insists that he must see the Lord's body and see the Lord's wound, once the Lord appears to him eight days after the resurrection, St. Thomas exclaims, and he is the first one to say, my Lord and my God. So St. Thomas, after believing in the resurrection, is the first to profess the divinity 
of the risen Christ. And this is a beautiful confession of the Lord Jesus Christ as perfect man and perfect God. By saying this, St. Thomas acknowledged him as the risen Lord. And this, of course, is the basis of the church's faith in the Lord Christ. As we say in the confession at the end of the liturgy, I believe that his divinity parted not from his humanity for a single moment, nor a twinkling of an eye. Yes, even in the resurrection, the Lord rose as full God and full man. And this is what St. Thomas acknowledged. And so we see that our Lord granted to St. Thomas the privilege of declaring this openly in the Holy Scriptures for the first time, even though he was the last to witness or to fully believe in the resurrection of our Lord. And so we see from all of this, brothers and sisters, we see how when we serve one another, everyone needs to receive the good news perhaps in a different way, in a different manner. There are some people perhaps to whom after listening to a homily like this, their hearts will be ablaze, aflame, and they will believe. There are other people who might need to see Christianity in action in order to believe. They need to see the way you live. They need to see how you drive, how you do your work, how you study, how you interact with the world, and through that they will believe. There are others who simply might be curious about holy orthodoxy, and they will do some research on the internet, and they will come to an orthodox church, and their heart will be aflame, and they will be baptized, and they will enter the holy church, and they will receive the salvation of their souls. And there are other people, brothers and sisters, who might need more hand-holding, so to speak. People who, like St. Thomas, are filled with doubt, People who have seen, for example, uh, bad things happen in the church throughout history. And these people are uh, scandalized by the things that Christians have done throughout history. Or even the things that sadly sometimes happen even in the church today. And they're so scandalized by this that they say, well, if this is the church and this is how people act, I want nothing to do with this. These people need more love, more patience, more hand-holding so that they can come to the knowledge of the truth. But the point that I want to make after today, after all of these accounts of the resurrection, is that everyone might need something different. And we have to be sensitive as we continue to live our Christian lives and to be the ones that the Lord has sent into the world. We heard in the gospel today that the Lord sent his apostles and he sends all of us into the world as well. And we need to be sensitive to this. And we need to look at the person in front of us and ask and try to understand what does this person need. And when we understand what the person in front of us needs for their salvation, not only will that help us to offer that, but it will also make us hopefully more wise to understand, for example, if someone needs someone who is very well versed in the dogma of the church and they need someone to preach to them with a, a position of knowledge, then if I feel like I cannot do that, then let me find someone in the church who can and let me introduce the person to that one. Because sometimes we feel like we should do everything ourselves, but maybe we're not the ones who have this gift. 
maybe we're not the ones who are going to talk about what happened in the church throughout history or the ones to be sensitive to the needs of the person in front of us. We should understand what the person needs and then we're able then to either serve them ourselves, uh, definitely to love them no matter what, but either to serve them ourselves or to pass them along to someone who might better be equipped uh, to serve them. And so today, brothers and sisters, let this hopefully be a lesson to each and every one of us as we continue our journey uh, as Christians in this world to understand that even the apostles needed different ways of bringing them to the knowledge and the truth of our Lord's resurrection. May the risen Lord help each and every one of us in our calling as Christians, and glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.